Drink it in, drink it in now. Detroit Kool-Aid, Detroit Kool-Aid drinkers. What is going on, everybody? It is Wednesday here on the show. I'm your host, Derek Oakry, always serving up that Detroit Kool-Aid for all the loyal Lions fans out there. Drink it in now. Side of cornbread. Cornbread. Make it a double. Cornbread. Now, what we're going to do on the show today, if, if you're looking for like a in-depth breakdown of the NFL Combine, you're not going to get that here on the show, but I will talk about it. Um, I'm going to do kind of a shorter solo rapid fire type show, get in and out of here. A um, couple busy weeks here on my plate, as well as I'm going to give you guys the high notes and then I will dig into not only Combine, but we obviously got some great draft shows, free agent shows. Great guests coming on. All that stuff will be coming up. But uh, let's not mess around anymore. Let's get right up into this thing. So the NFL Combine just went down. Again, I was running around like crazy, but I did get the highlights. And uh, very fast. A lot of fast players out there. A lot of good numbers. You know, all that stuff's fine and well. But uh, we'll just go down a few topics here. So let's start out with Hutch. Aiden Hutchinson. You guys have heard me talk about him a ton on this show. To, to me, I mean... You're getting so many different opinions, and and like you think I'm frustrated by that, but that's why I love the NFL draft process because you'll listen to one show and hear guys talk about how amazing he tested, how he's flying up the board, he's the top pick, this, that, and the other. You listen to the another show right after that, and they're saying, ah, you know, the NFL doesn't really like Hutchinson. You know, some people are down on. He's got these short arms. You know what I mean? Like everybody has their opinion, but what I took away from it was. His overall testing was incredible. His 40 was a bit slower than maybe you'd hope for or expect. He does have the short arms. And when he was up interviewing with, with Eisen and and DJ up there, like to me, I mean, gosh, it just it just jumped off the page again how charismatic he is, a good leader, a funny guy, a, a very smart guy. You know, um, some people took it as like, oh, he kind of has this cocky attitude or he's kind of condescending. I, I didn't see that whatsoever. I just thought he was kind of a, a great guy. I loved him even more hearing him at the microphone and just thinking, what a great guy to put on your posters, your magazine, sell jerseys, make plays on the field, do interviews, be in the community. You know, that's all the things I thought about him. So to me, you know, if he's not taking number one, I'm still totally on board with taking Hutchinson number two um, for the Detroit Lions. Now, this next guy I want to talk about, Trayvon Walker. This guy popped out at the Combine, not only because of his numbers, but I don't know if you guys are like this, but when I watch the Combine, 
you're finally getting to see some of these guys without big pads, helmet on, whatever. And Trayvon Walker, to me, looked like an athlete. I mean, this guy's 6'5", 265, 270-plus pounds, moved incredibly, looked just like that all-pro type build you look for from a football player. And backed it up across the board. I mean, everyone kind of has this guy as his riser. But to me, the reason he rose is just the eye test. He passed the eye test with flying colors to me. So Trayvon Walker, defensive end out of Georgia. Gosh, I could see this guy being an option for the Lions at two. I could see him being a pick for the Texans at three. I could see him going in the top five, um, you know, top ten kind of worst-case scenario based on where he's at now in the process. So not many people had him at that spot, but definitely going up my boards at the position as well as overall just based on what I saw. Now his counterpart from Georgia – you know, big Jordan Davis. I mean, this is a guy that's been getting mocked to the Lions at 28. You know, some people are um, loving it. Some people are like, ah, we don't need another two-down plugger in the middle. We've been there, done that, right, uh, in different regimes and with different um, coaching staffs here. But Jordan Davis had a ridiculous combat. I don't know how you're 340 you know, pounds is what they list him at, but he was at like 265 recently. So he shed 25 pounds, which sounds crazy to me. Then he ran a 4.7, which is off the charts. His broad jump, I want to say, was, you know, one of the highest ones of all time. And, and, you know, regardless of weight, I mean, this guy's athletic. He had great interviews as well. He was getting shout outs from people on Twitter, um, big time names. And, I mean, he has a, a, a sense of how big he is, how athletic some of his plays are on tape, the numbers he put up. But, you know, how, how do you play him? I don't think he's a three-down player. I don't think he's a guy that you can play 40-some snaps a game. And if you can't do either of those things, I can't be taking you, you know, to me, almost in the first round. But I heard today people saying there's no way he goes below 15. Like, I'm kind of praying someone takes him up in, in the top 12 type area because that just means other players are falling. And to me, just let Aleem McNeil, Levi, a.k.a. Big Denim, let let those guys do work in the middle. And the Lions need to worry about the outside. They need to worry about their back end at the safety position. I mean... And before I get to receivers, like, let's just talk about the safety position. Like, you know, Kyle Hamilton, to me, was getting a ton of buzz. The things I was reading and seeing, I was kind of like, I don't know. Maybe this is an intriguing prospect for the Lions. I don't know. I'm 4'6", 4'7", type 40. I'm sure he'll run better at his pro day. But when everyone else is breaking the clock and you run a 4'6", 5", or whatever he had there, like, that speed doesn't seem to translate. And 6'4", 220-some pounds. I mean, most of the best safeties in the league are, like, 205, 210. You're 10, 15 pounds bigger than them already before you get in the NFL weight room. You're, you know, four you know, three, four inches taller than the, the top guys. I mean, I don't know. To, to me, he's going to be like a top 10 guy when it's all said and done. But I think this top two, three, four type buzz is going to wear off because I just didn't see it. He didn't he didn't wow me. Um, but I do agree that a versatile safety that can do a lot of things is very, very valuable in today's game as well as, you know, the future of the league. There's no question. All right, let's talk about what everybody wants to talk about, man. Wide receivers, uh, Detroit Lions fans, and lots of different teams in this league are going crazy over this receiving core. It's a great core. They ran great times. They looked good. I mean, there's lots to talk about. So 
to me, the the fast receivers, the guy that kind of jumped off the page, Sky Moore from Western Michigan. I thought the two guys, um, you know, from the the school we shall not speak of. I mean, I think they both ran well. That's Wilson. That's Olave. I mean, they did well, but their school is, you know, vanquished. Ohio State is vanquished. <laughs> but uh, they looked good. Um, Watson. Watson, the kid out of South Dakota State. I mean, you see this guy, he's slender, he's lean, he's fast, he's a red zone target. Like, you guys can beat him up for the school, but when you see his highlights, you see him come out and do a type of combine he did. This is the type of player where you're probably going to have to take him with that high second-round pick if you want him. If he was to fall... You know, and get him in that third, that would be incredible value, it appears at this point. I think him and Saint, and, you know, considering a Josh Reynolds comeback, considering some other options we have, whether it be Quintez or a free agent that I might get to later in the show, that would be a nice little core. So, Christian Watson, uh, definitely on my radar as a. Um, silky kind of receiver that can also beat you deep. I like to see that. Uh, other big takeaways I had was I thought you know Christian Harris uh, from linebacker from Alabama ran ridiculous. I want to say he was in like the four low four fours. I mean that was crazy time. The guy looked like a ball player. I know there's some people that think you know he he doesn't see the field well or he does this. Uh, I mean. He explodes on tape when I see him. You know, yeah, if you're going to miss a few plays or take a wrong gap here and there. I mean, I know we got frustrated with that with players in the past. Jared Davis and company, who I supported as well. But Christian Harris, to me, could play the game. He's a freak athlete when it comes to speed. Let him run sideline to sideline. Intriguing prospect, depending on where he falls and what the Lions are looking for in linebackers. I still can't tell because they got Jalen Rees-Maben and Derek Barnes are these big old lumbering kind of tackle machine beasts, and they haven't invested in one of these guys that can just fly all over the field and make tackles, blitz the quarterback, do things like that. So, I mean, I would not mind Harris on my football team from what I saw. You know, to me, Kayvon Thibodeau, I mean, the guy is falling, he's tumbling, and I'm curious, is it on purpose? Because this guy is, like, talking about his brand and saying, you know, "Ah, I'm not going to finish the workout, I'm tired, or it's a long day, or, you know, oh, I want to do DN and linebacker drills, but because they're not back-to-back, I don't want to wait around, I mean... Some very odd things. What was he quoted as saying? I'm uh, I'm Jadavian Clowney 2.0. I mean, can, can you just hear most people out there when they hear that? <laughs> I mean, Clowney with the big college highlight, then picked up at the top, and then had a couple flashes, and then every year you look up, he's got less than five sacks, he's hurt, he doesn't want to play, but he wants top money. I mean... I think that's somewhat of what you're getting with Kayvon Thibodeau. Now, am I writing him off of the Detroit Lions? No, because, you know, they could trade around. He could slip. They could, you know, uh, take him based on athletic traits, and, and they love the player, and he could he could ball out. I mean, I'm leaving everything on the table with this guy, but to me, he's kind of tumbling in the eyes of the NFL and the NFL draft, and 
also as a, a Detroit Kool-Aid drinker, I'm thinking we've, we've got some other options other than, than Thibodeau. He'll probably still go in the top eight, but it's just some questionable decision choices and statements and work ethic by, uh, by, by, by Tibbs. Now, one thing I came across was the McShay risers. So again, I, I got all the combine on, on record. I'm definitely going to try to make time at some point, which is hard to do these days to get back through. And I, I just like taking the notes live. Like I want to see the guy run and just jot down, like if I love what I saw or, Hey, you know, cause again, it is eye test for me. It is, you know, just the way they carry themselves. Even some of the simple stuff, like when I was seeing guys do the gauntlet and they were, you know, had buttery hands or, you know, some guys weren't listening to the guy at the 40 yard dash where he tells you to hold it for three beats and they just go down their stance and just bolt. It's like the dude just told you to pause for a three beat and you went on on a half a beat. I mean, it's just little stuff like that, that yeah, it's, they're not falling off my radar on stuff like that, but it matters as I'm going to take a little note that, Hey, you know, just, uh, dropping lots of passes or clunky in his drills or, Hey, didn't seem to listen well, or didn't, you know, overall, like an interview I saw, you know, all those things are going to come into play a little bit for me. So go back and watch that. But McShay throughout his risers. I mean, I'll just bump, I'll just rumble through these a little bit. Like Jordan Davis, of course, was on his risers on everybody's risers Cause he's a big old 360 pound breath that just has athletic testing. But like I said, I still think he's got to be a scheme fit and has to be the right player for maybe like a contender, not somebody that you're going to build around necessarily, even though he does look like a mountain of a man on the field, which is what you want. You want the guy coming off the bus first, and I'd probably send him out, um, you know, when we put it in park. Let's put it that way. Um, you know, he had this kid Barno, uh, outside linebacker from Tech on there. You know, I'm always curious, the outside and the inside backers, what they got. He had Trayvon Walker on his riser list. He had a kid, Lucas, out of Washington State, offensive tackle. Brees Hall, the running back, you know, lines don't necessarily need a running back, but Brees Hall really had a great combine. Looks uh, looks like he, he might be ball player at the next level, no doubt about it. Uh, he had Strong Jr., running back out of South Dakota State. Now, this is a name, Lions fans, you got to look at. Um, this kid, Anderson, out of Montana State, inside linebacker. You know, there's lots of things going around about him. I want to say Jeff Risden from USA Today, Lions Wire, put an article, and he, he took him in one of his recent mocks. And this guy was a... I think he came into college as a running back, and then they moved him to quarterback, and he did pretty well. Next thing you know, he's playing linebacker. He's got crazy testing. He's really flying at the board. The last thing I heard about him was kind of a second-round type player that you want to keep your eye on because it seems a little high for the Lions, but if he was to get into that third round, um, you might have to take him at the top there if this is a player they like, but he's got a lot going for him. Um, Bellinger, tight end from San Diego State. This is another guy to watch. Uh, good testing, kind of under the radar. This is a guy I could see the lines having an eye for, maybe taking a team up with T.J. Hawkinson. Um, but uh, we'll see where they go with the tight end position. Uh, the kid Woolen, he's a cornerback out of UTSA. This guy... Gosh, he, everybody thought he was going to test crazy. He tested crazy. He's got ridiculous speed. I feel like the Lions are pretty good at corner, but when you have these ridiculous traits, you got to keep an eye on them, as I've always said. 
certain traits are hard to pass on because those guys do seem to do well at the NFL level. The counterpoint is the Lions have taken some traits type corners um, in their in their past, you know, 10 years or so, and they haven't seemed to work out. So, you know, maybe they just roll with Okoda, A.O., Jury, you know, A.J. Parker, you know, some of the young cats they got. That'd be fun to watch again this year if they just roll with those guys and they can stay healthy or get healthy for some of them. You know what I mean? Um, Nick Cross, safety out of Maryland, he really seemed to do well. I did catch a few of his drills. He looked uh, looked solid, looked like I could count on. So those were some risers that McShay had. Again, Lions fans, we're going to be focusing on wide receiver, safeties, linebackers, Defensive ends, outside linebackers that can rush the quarterback, um, backup type tight end, either that can catch balls or is a good blocker, both. And, uh, you know, that quarterback is obviously going to be somewhat in the mix as well. So, um, you know, things to keep an eye on. Again, Trayvon Walker, to me, is the big guy that jumped out. He's definitely somebody that, as the process goes along, if Hutchinson was to go one, that may be a pick you'd consider at two, if that's what you think can help your football team. I'd much rather see like a Trayvon Walker than a Tibbs or, you know, reaching for a QB at that point, because I do think you can still load up your roster this year, get that quarterback later. Now, McShay also had a couple honorable mentions that were interesting to me. The first one, Austin the third from Memphis, the wide receiver. This guy's what? Five six, five seven, hundred and seventy pounds. But he ran like a faux two three <laughs> or a four three something. I mean, he's got nasty speed. All those guys from Memphis seem to make plays. Uh, Risden again, I think, had this guy as a pick by the Lions. He had him double dipping on receiver. And, you know, Christian Watson, and then I believe he had Watson in his most recent mock-up as well. Very intriguing if they could get a silky, taller, deep threat that can also do things. And then a speed demon to go with what they already have. Um, I like that a good amount. He he had Sky Moore in the honorable mentions, which Sky Moore blew up with his numbers. NFLs really seem to love this guy. It's going to be a second, third round type player probably when it's all said and done out of Western Michigan. Uh, he had an offensive tackle in there. He also had um, another Austin at wide receiver from Notre Dame. And then he had Anderson safety. Again, I don't have the school on that. It doesn't come to mind of an Anderson being a top safety on my board, but that's probably one of those later mid to later round players that I will uh, get you guys up to speed on as we get rolling. So kind of interesting, the McShay risers and honorable mentions, as well as those are just the broad strokes. You know what I mean? Those are things I picked up as I was hearing podcasts, as I was watching a little bit when I had time, as I was out and about hearing, you know, different radio personalities or reading different articles that that's part of the process it really is you're just doing information gathering from all these different opinions and you make up your own opinion you know do you love jordan davis does he have to be a detroit lion or are you like there's no way in hell i want him on the on the team that's not a fit at all do you love trayvon walker jumping up to the top you're like man he can't be jumping up to the top just based on his testing or this that and the other he didn't have the college production he couldn't get to the quarterback the way we need to and where are you on hutch i feel like most people here in the state of michigan are in love with this pick it would be everybody on board i really 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 think 
He's going to be available. I do think Dan freaking Campbell and Brad Holmes are going to make that selection. Everyone will be happy. He's a no-doubt football player on so many different levels. Yes, you could go for more upside. Yes, you could go for a flashier skill player at certain positions. Yes, you could you know, take the bigger reach and just get whatever quarterback you wanted at number two and justify it because that's usually where they go. But I think Hutch is the pick for the Detroit Lions there at number two, regardless of all this other stuff you're going to hear from now till the end of April. So, all right, everybody, let's take a break, get our great sponsors in. we come back, I'll go a little rapid fire on free agency and some other hot topics, and we'll get up out of here. Everybody, we'll be right back. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, the Roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. All right, everybody. This goes out to my fantasy football fans out there. Now, you probably heard about Reality Sports Online, the most powerful fantasy sports platform where owners can build and manage their fantasy team like a real NFL general manager. But the question is, have you tried it? I mean, we're talking free agency, multi-year contracts, rookie drafts, multi-team trades. You can put franchise tags on guys. Uh, It's as close as you're going to get to being an NFL GM. But do you think it sounds complicated? It's not. I'm here to tell you it's the best thing about Reality Sports Online is it's just more fun than your normal fantasy league, but it doesn't take barely any more time. After all this, are you still not sure? I mean, come on now. You can test your general manager skills by going over to Reality Sports Online, call it RSO. Please go check out realitysportsonline.com right now. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. All right, Kool-Aid drinkers, back from the break. Thanks so much for listening to the show. Listen to our great sponsors. Please go check out realitysportsonline.com. Um, you know, if you're a if you're like a Google phone or Android phone still user, one of the best ways to go is with that Spotify app. And, and I got a beef. I'm not going to go on a big rant here, but who else got issues with the Apple you know, podcast app? I, it doesn't matter what version of iTunes or what Apple update I run. This thing never runs smooth for me. And you open it up, it crashes. You you know, you start downloading stuff, and on the most recent release, you hit download, the sucker doesn't down. Then go back, hit download again, still doesn't seem to go. Then like a minute or two later, download starts up. Then it like once it's done, it's not in your download file. Then you gotta refresh. Oh, now it's there. Or hey, I gotta go back and uh, it says it's downloaded. I mean it's just a again, I'm a 
tech guy and like Apple's the biggest company in the world and like year after year I love everything about my iPhone I wouldn't know what to do without it but that podcast app is always a mess in regards to all these little bugs, all these little nuances. Every oh, now the download button's here. Now move it over here. Now you got to open the, uh, you know, the click it to get to it. Now it's here on on the right. Now it's under. It's it just seems like it should be so much better. And I encourage all you guys that have you know an app phone use that app to hit that subscribe button here on the Kool Aid Cast. But I've been wanting to rave. I've been wanting to ask everybody else. Like, are you with me that like? The sucker just never works the way it should. I mean, I use it all day, every day, because I'm still downloading 8 million pods. I'm still listening to everything all week long on a whole bunch of different topics and genres. So it's not like I don't use it. It's not like it doesn't work. But there's always some little nuance about it. It's always kind of opening. And by the time all my pods refresh, it's crashing. I got to reopen it again. My downloads have been clunky on the last couple versions they put out. So, you know. I hate to do it, Apple, but that's my rant on you right now. Let's get that thing, like, shape it up. Let's get it working like clockwork. And, uh, you know, you're making billions. you think that thing would be um, as good as all your other stuff on the phone because everything else is is money. You know, I barely ever have issues at all with my, with my phone. But that app in particular is always kind of odd to me for whatever reason. So, anyway, if you got an Android or Google, get the Spotify. Get a, another podcast app. Hit that subscribe. If you're doing the Apple iTunes, um, you know, hit me on Twitter at Derek Oakery and tell me, yeah, man, I always got trouble with it too. Or say, I don't know what you're talking about. I never have issues. You know, let me know. But uh, let's go ahead and get into free agent talk right now. What's crazy to me is so like I had the 16th, 17th type time is when free agency gets kicked off because the 16th is that Wednesday at four o'clock. That's what they put out there. But this Sunday (laughs) coming up is the uh, open window to negotiate, you know, between Sunday, Monday, you know, and a little bit into Tuesday. That's when a lot of these signings are going to be out there in the Twitter sphere. They're going to be on ESPN and full network. You know, by the time we get to Wednesday at four o'clock, like the free agency rush pretty much going to be done. But if you can lighten up your schedule between like Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, I know that that's like technically NFL free agency. That's going to be, um, that's going to be the NCAA tournament and lots of other things going on. So for a sports fan, those couple days as well as into that weekend should be a should be a good time to be getting content. But uh, yeah, just absolutely crazy. So when you're hearing this on like a Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and then Sunday, you'll be hearing about free agent signings probably already. Hopefully by our Detroit Lions. And and the first thing I want to bring up is the craziness about Allen robinson like are you guys on board with this guy being a big time target for the lions i know a lot of you out there you investigative journalists saw that inside the den and saw dorsey and brad holmes talking about a 29 year old that they liked and you're like oh sound robinson that's the target and sure enough man it's come out that uh you know, there's been rumor innuendo that uh, the Lions are going to make a big push for this guy. And there's been radio personalities that have said, hey, we know his family here in Detroit. And he loves his mother and he loves his family and he'd love to come back here. And they would love to have him close. And he is a receiver, by the way, which the Lions need. He is a kind of a big bodied guy, but he can also run routes and he's been productive. And could he take a... a, a good contract and almost a discount to come back here i think that's what it would take because if if that price tag is 18 plus million dollars on a 
two, three, four-year deal, I think that's going to be a little hard to stomach. But if it's two, three years and that number gets down to 12, you know, that may be a sweet spot for the Lions as well as a nearly 30-year-old receiver that wants to come home and wants to be part of what's being built here. So I'm on board with it. I've always loved Allen Robinson. I remember taking him in fantasy football before anybody even knew who he was, you know, and he had that, I think, one year with Jacksonville. I think it was the year I I went out on a limb and took him. I mean, there was, or it was either that or the next year with Jacksonville. He had, like, I want to say 10 to 12 touchdowns, something crazy. Like it was double digits, like every week, Allen Robinson, one or two touchdowns. And then he moved on and he had a big year in Chicago. He had a really down year last year. It's kind of all over the map, but uh, I'm just priming you guys if all these, you know, if all this talk out there is real, I like this player. I like the fit. I like pretty much everything he brings to the table I understand he's had injury issues and I know that the price might be a bit higher than I would consider but that's what I'm going to lean on the the group to know that no this guy is the type of receiver we need he'd come in as well as obviously he would be a bridge to the young cats that they're going to both draft and that are going to bring along for this team so I'm, I'm on board as this is a target I'm very curious to see if he's one of the first big names that you hear attached to the lines and that you hear um, them going after or if this is just you know made up out there and, and they really have no interest whatsoever so very curious to see my next thing I want to know from you guys is, you know, if it's not Allen Robinson as a big time target, should the Lions pay big money for Marcus Williams? You know, it seems like some people safety for the New Orleans Saints, like some people love this. They're like, yes, we need a safety. They love Marcus Williams. AG loves Marcus Williams. You got to have Marcus Williams. He's only 25, 26 years old. Marcus Williams, like, I mean, he's graded well by PFF. He's pretty much had a good year statistically every year of his career. I don't think he's ever really been injured. So he's got so many things going for him, yet I just I don't love this player. <laughs> I don't. Every time I seem to watch a Saints game, I feel like Marcus Williams is doing something either stupid or getting beats or just not being a, the type of ball player that jumped off the screen to me. So this isn't a guy that... I'm you know, going all out for her. and like I said, because he's a safety and because there's good safeties in this draft and because, you know, if you're going to keep Tracy Walker, do I need Tracy Walker to get paid pretty big, decent money and pay big for Marcus Williams? I mean, yeah, we need to upgrade our safeties, but that's a lot of resources. So I'm actually not the biggest Marcus Williams guy. I can understand it based on you know, what you see on the surface and the familiarity with the coaching staff and the position of need. But I just think there's other ways to attack that position or to make your football team without spending those big, big dollars on that position, you know, and a guy like Marcus Williams, he does have some interceptions as well, which is nice, but it's just, I just don't see it. You know, I see a good to above average type player, not like a all world game changer, which is what I would need to go big at that position and that type of dollars that you'll probably see for him. Speaking of safeties, did our guy swag Jamal Williams give something away on Instagram where everybody had this story where he put out a picture, I can't wait to play with you again, big dog, or whatever it said to Tracy Walker, and then Tracy Walker went back at him like with some 
woo wee or I mean I, I I don't know if it sounded like this or not. But it was something like, yeah, man, can't wait or whatever. And it's like, well, hold on, swag. I mean, this guy's a free agent. So unless you know something or unless somebody told you something and unless Tracy Walker's in a loop that, you know, we got something kind of signed but not signed. Like, this just doesn't make a lot of sense to me, this conversation. So, I mean, Tracy Walker to me, I think I saw a stat where it was like the top, you know, tiers of safeties. And they had like six, seven tiers of safeties from the top three or four guys. And then tier two was like five or six guys. Tier three was like a handful of guys. Tier four was like 10 guys. You know, Tracy Walker's nowhere on this graphic. I mean, you've heard me multiple years on the show. Oh, T-Walk. Oh, he's got the go-go gadget arms. Oh, he gets his hand. He needs to get his hands on some footballs. Oh, I love his swag. I love his personality. I love he comes out in the media and tells it like it is. Yeah, I've been saying that year after year. And like the overall production, other than these gaudy tackle numbers, they're not making a ton of sense to me. So if Tracy Walker comes in at a nice price point and wants to be here and obviously he still has upside and potential, I'm okay with it. But if he's going to get big-time safety money for a guy that isn't even on the graphic when we're talking like top 25-plus safeties in the game, I mean, I don't know. He's got like one interception and or two interceptions the last three seasons, I think it is, something like that. So I I mean, I kind of want him back, but I want him back at that price, and I want a guy that's like, hey, I've underperformed. I haven't done what I want, but I love this team. I love this coaching staff. I love they let me be me. I'm going to take that, you know, number that a top 25 at the bottom end safety gets in this league, which is a prove-it deal. Give me two, three-year prove-it deal. Go out and ball out and then get that big contract on your third, you know, go-around in the league here. So, that's kind of where I'm at with Tracy Walker. I love the guy. I love the way he looks in a jersey, but he doesn't make enough plays for me to scratch him a huge check at this point. So we'll we'll see if Swag gave it away or if that was just some, you know, posturing and some, oh, man, I love you, bro. And then next thing you know, he's playing in like, you know, New Orleans, Miami, you know, one of those places somewhere on the West Coast. We'll see. Now, one thing the Lions have been doing, and this might frustrate some people, is they've been coming out. They're doing press conferences. They signed Jason Cabinda. By the way, he's a fullback. You know, then they follow that up with a, a contract signing of Josh Woods. Who? Exactly. Nobody really knows who this guy is either. But here, here's the thing I do love about it. You know, you think, oh, this doesn't matter. These are low loves. The reason it matters is Cabinda is a... You know, Walter Payton, man of the year candidate. He's also a a big physical type player. He's a guy that's more than just a run up the middle block type fullback. He can catch it. He's smart. He played linebacker back in the day. He has a wonderful family. You know, he's got all these things going for him. So I like that signing. I like the fact they went out and did it early for a guy that's just... He's a no-doubt guy and and just a a straight-up football player. They didn't break the bank for this guy. They're just filling out with quality guys, quality football players in that middle to bottom of the roster. Same with Josh Woods. Like He didn't really do much, but if you look at his character, you look what he can bring to the table and how he played when he was out there, it's a nice depth linebacker. It really is. So I like that as well. I think you'll see more of that from the Lions of just sort of, 
hey, we love this guy. He fits everything we do. He's just solid in all areas. They sign those type of guys up before or even while they're making a couple big splashes here and there. So it's not going to be the old boring, wow, our big signing was, you know, you know, one of our bottom tier players, you know, during free agency, you know, they are going to spend money. They are going to get some names. They are going to get the fan base excited. But part of getting them excited is bringing in quality guys that they believe in, like Habinda. Again, is Josh Woods going to start at linebacker? I sure hope not. But can he be a great depth player, good special teamer, and somebody that can play and get paid, you know, a very marginal amount as well as be a good locker room guy? Yes, those guys can do all that. And I think you'll see the Lions continue to try to keep those guys around and bring that bottom of the roster to where they like it and work on the top of the roster, which is where it needs the most talent. Now, before I hit the record button here on the show, we had Jesse Bates, the safety from the Cincinnati Bengals. He did get franchised, so I think that was one of my top two or three free agent targets, as well as Logan Lamarandier from Sports Illustrated was on here saying the same thing, as well as my buddy Chops at Chops in the D was saying, man, Jesse Bates would be incredible. He's going to be staying in Cincy, so he's off the board, but... I'll just say this before I get up out of here, man. I cannot wait to see what Brad Holmes and Dan freaking Campbell have up their sleeve. Drink it in, man. I can't wait to see when Sunday comes around if the Detroit Lions are one of the first teams that are named about going after people and getting some big fish out there in free agency. Drink it in, man. I can't wait until they snag a big-time receiver, a linebacker, a nice tight end, maybe another, maybe either Walker or one of the safeties I mentioned, and get everybody all hyped that, man, Lions are filling needs with ball players. Cornbread! Let's go! Cornbread! Like, I think what's going to happen is the Lions let everybody play last year. They now know who can play, who can't. They know what their locker room is like. They know that everyone loves Dan freaking Campbell. They feel like they have a good base. I feel like this year they're going to come out swinging in free agency. I feel like that's going to set up the draft where they're going to have everyone like pretty well situated. So it's like, yeah, we got some needs, but because of the holes we filled and because of the splashes we made in free agency, like we're just going to let the draft sort of fall, take the best players, you know, and fill out our depth as well as try to get a couple more premier players that we can build around for this team for now and for years to come. So Lions fans, Kool-Aid drinkers, I'd say these next few weeks and into late April by May, by that first couple weeks of May, man, we'll really see the core of this football team heading for not just 2022, 2023, 2024. It's going to be a really fun, like, next two to four years to see what how these guys develop, who they bring on, and if they can start winning at a very high level and doing what we want, which is putting up W's, making the city proud, and putting a great football team on the field. So I can't wait to see what they do. I know you guys are excited as well. I'm going to jump up out of here. Everybody, thanks so much for listening. You catch me next week right here on the Detroit Kool-Aid cast. Take care, everybody. I'm out.
drink it in, man.